Hiring is hard. Express Employment Professionals make it easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express Employment Professionals is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. This year, Kind Snacks is inviting you to leave behind the diet and wellness fads that are no longer serving you. Instead, grab a Kind Bar, a nutritious and delicious way to eat more of the real whole recommended foods that we're not eating enough of, like nuts and whole grains. All Kind Nut Bars lead with first ingredient, nutrition-dense whole nuts, and they're gluten-free. Get great flavors everyone will love, including caramel almond and sea salt and peanut butter dark chocolate. Shut out the noise, trust your taste buds, and shop Kind Bars at Amazon today. Discover the rich, smooth taste of matcha love made with real Japanese matcha, perfect for hot or cold brewing. Matcha is rich in vitamin C, catechins, EGCGs, and L-thionine. Enjoy a delicious matcha latte or smoothie with this convenient green tea powder made from Japan's treasured matcha, finely milled from high-quality green tea leaves. Get 25% off all matcha love products on Etoin using code JANA. That's code J-A-N-A at I-T-O-E-N.com. Available on Amazon and Etoin.com. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Okay, so this week's um, Therapy Thursday Wine About It, um, we have a very special guest that actually both Catherine and I know. I'm... How do I say this? I'm almost having like a hard time tiptoeing around certain things because mm-hmm. there's certain things that I had to edit out of maybe uh, something that I was working on. So long story short, the woman that's about to come on has been someone in both of our lives for a while. Yeah. I Go ahead. I don't, I don't know her that well. You, um, oh, you don't? I do not know her that well. Oh, no. Okay. Um, I know more of her. Uh-huh. So... You know her better than I, but yes, I have known of her and her story for a while. Yeah, and she's we really connected um, because we were going through the same thing around the same time seven years ago. So she has a book out. Well, first of all, her name's Brandy Wilson, and she's she's incredible. But she's got a book out um, called Better Than Okay, and I'm halfway through it. But it's finding hope and healing after your marriage ends. I even did like a little thing for her on on her book just to um, because it's. I just, I love, I love, um, well, first of all, I just, I love how she writes too. It's just very real. You feel like you're in it. So let's get her on. Welcome to the show, Brandy Wilson. Hey, y'all. Hi. Catherine, I'm wondering if I get to see you yes. too. Yes. I'm usually not on these and I was like, I want to be there when yep. Brandy is on. <laughs> so I'm here today. Yeah. She had a, she had a direct, you know, and I, me- I remember that y- you had mentioned it to me and I was like, all right, Kat, this is my episode with Brandy. She's like, I'm there. Yep. I'm here. Yeah. So excited. Yay. That makes me happy. Jana, how are you feeling? Um, yeah, I'm feeling all right. I just got off a, a, a flight early morning, you know, 4 a.m. Yeah. lobby call. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, no, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling good. Feeling, pregnant. Uh, feeling pregnant, feeling, feeling the, uh, you know, every week it's like, Ooh, this hurts a little bit more. <laughs> or, Ooh, this is, this is harder, but no, it's great. I'm super grateful. And, um, I'm just, I'm so proud of you. 
And you. you know, your book is is out better than okay. And how, first of all, can we? I, I like I, I was saying in the beginning of the show. I'm like I I feel like I need to maybe tiptoe around certain things. And you know, I've I've read now. I'm halfway through your book, and the things that you share um, are you, you don't you don't give it all, right? Right. Um, but also, if people Googled, they would know who you're talking about. For sure. Yes. Right. Yes. So, let's, so, okay. So you start with what you want to share um, for the listeners that have, that don't know your story. Yeah. So um, you're correct. I did, did go through a legal edit mm-hmm. before the book went to final print, just in order to make sure I was protecting myself. I think um, I worked really hard for it to be my personal story of how God chose to begin in me uh, or how God chose to um, ch- begin a new work in me as I chose to begin again and to make the story about what he had done in my life rather than what had happened to me. I think, um, you know, I also have children, so I'm not going to air out dirty laundry in a book um, about their dad. I wanted to be able to show the strength of how you get through really hard things um, and continue to keep going. So yeah, it, my story started when I was 18 and met a guy at college who I ended up dating for three years and then was married um, at that point. So married around 21, 22, and we were in ministry. He was um, pastoring a church. We started a church in Kentucky and we stayed there for five or six years before moving to Nashville and starting a church here in Nashville, Cross Point Church, um, which you know, I really loved being part of um, Cross Point. Still exists today. It's still thriving. In fact, you attend, Jana. That's still your church. Yeah. I was there for your baptism um, last year. But we were in leadership at Cross Point for 14 years, and I really loved my life in ministry. I loved being the pastor's wife, engaging with the staff, spending you know Tuesdays at the office, doing staff meeting with them, having lunch together, having them to my home just really doing life with that group of people who had chosen to be part of the staff community at Crosspoint. And um, in 2016, my husband at the time chose to step away from the church and the ministry we had started there and from our marriage as well as our family. And my life fell apart overnight. Um, and, and we all three know that when your life publicly falls apart, it's been falling apart behind the scenes for a really long time. But I still did not expect the whiplash of everything changing um, as quickly as it did. So I found myself um, a single mom at 42, kind of starting all over um, and putting the pieces of my life back together. And I realized pretty quickly that the beauty in all of it was that this time I got to put the pieces of my life back together the way I chose. Um, So I wanted to make sure that I was creating the life that I loved living and creating a healthy life for my boys and I as we move forward. In in the book, you had said, um, the narrative being repeated was about an overworked pastor who was burned out. The reality was I'd been sleeping alone, not by my own choice for more than six months. In my heart, I was sure my suspicions were correct. The brokenness went much deeper. Trust had once again been broken and I was experiencing devastating heartbreak. And so I feel like you give enough to let people know the pain that you were in. Um, And I I really like I respect that because I think there was a 
I would could imagine having that narrative and being like, did you just want to like scream it from the rooftops? You're like, this is this is what happened. And like, this is how like hurt I am. Yes. Yeah, of course. I want to just scream it from the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way it all unfolded and you both remember, it's mm-hmm. just like pieces of information were floated here and there, you know, being able to really dig in and find the truth of what was going on to forever or it felt like forever, but definitely a few months for things to unfold. And even in that there was still deception and manipulation and there was hiding. Um, so I think I just, I, I had been in that scenario quite a few times in my marriage where trust had been broken. Um, there had been a third party who was part of my marriage that had happened a ton. A few times I was aware of, I realized at the end, there were quite a few times quite a few people I wasn't aware of and didn't know until the end. Um, I will say when I was aware of it, we did what we were quote unquote supposed to do and did counseling and, you know, kind of tried to work through the problems in the relationship. But when only one person wants to fix a marriage, that's not enough. So I was there willing to try to fix it, put the pieces of our life back together, try to really be able to get to a point where there was a healthier dynamic. Um, but but we have to have two parties who want to do that. Two parties, each person, the husband and the wife have to show up being willing to do the work together. And I was the only one willing to do that work. Um, so at that point, I moved forward with a divorce um, and honestly, you know, never expected divorce to be part of my story. I don't think anyone does. I mean, you guys are both married. No one walks the aisle um, on their wedding day and thinks like, oh, I'm going to give it a good 10 years or, you know, when they're opening their wedding gifts, think I'm going to keep this in the divorce and give him that. Or, you know, the worst part, you know, this, Janet, is you don't hold your baby in the hospital and think, I can't wait to spend even number Christmases with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just not a reality that anyone foresees in their marriage. Mm-hmm. I want to not pivot, but pivot a little bit. I would love to talk a little bit about your boys um, yeah. and how I just, I'm so fascinated by y'all's story in general, but just, I have so many questions, but just when you decided you wanted to write a book, when you were, you know, you were prompted for that, um, were you nervous to tell the boys? Were you, you know, how did that go down? Were they worried about it? Like, I just can imagine that was probably a little scary. Yeah. And, and one of your chapters too, is I Google dad. And I was like, I got to read this because oh, that's wow. going to be something too, where I'm like, <laughs> uh-huh. they're, they're going to Google our story one day. And, you know, I, I have left personally a lot of stuff out of my book f- to protect my children, but there are also sure. some things that, you know, they're obviously going to hear or see that, you know, has been public from both of us. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, obviously they saw the headlines, your boys, they Googled um, at their school, I think is what you said in the, in the book. But then, yeah, I mean, to, to Kat's question, it's like, did you then say like, Hey guys, I'm writing a book. How do you feel about this? Or mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, You know, we are like, we have a great little family unit, the four of us, I call us us four. And one of the things I did when um, we moved into this, I sold the house that I'd lived in when I was married, bought a new house, new to us house. Um, And one of the things I was super adamant about is like, what do I want the values of our family to be? And the first one was honesty. Like this is a house of truth. Um, So I allowed my kids 
to come to me with anything. And I'm super honest with them as well. And, you know, we had to figure that out, but we had all four of us lived under so much deception and so many lies that I just was very clear. This is not the life we live anymore. And this home will not function that way. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of questions had been asked before I, of my kids and, um, about the reality of the situation before I got to the point of writing the book. Um, My oldest son has heard me speak a few times. My other boys, you know, they see what I post on Instagram. So they kind of know that I'm not going to write a tell all about our life. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I have modeled how to deal with the hurt and the pain that I've experienced and also choose to live a life where I am healing and moving forward. Um, So I think because they have seen that in the life I live, it didn't necessarily scare them. I also didn't write anything that they didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, they might not have known, you know, some of the details of, you know, maybe how I bought the house or um, the details of that weekend in Vegas where my husband told me he never, ever loved me. Um, They might not have known those details, but as far as the stuff about trust being broken and um, my kids are aware of that. They actually, when my divorce happened, they knew a lot of information that they filled me on that I was still trying to put the pieces of life back together. So um, I was really clear when I told them I was writing a book, like, if you have any questions, I'll answer them. My oldest son has read it. He loved it. Super complimentary. Told me he was going to take some of my tips from the dating chapter (laughs) and apply them to his own life, which was interesting. Um, My other two have kind of skimmed it, flipped through it, um, you know, haven't finished it fully, but have both said like, yeah, we think it's great. And any questions we have, we'll ask you when we finish reading. So mm-hmm. I've just left that door open for them to be able to ask any questions. Um, you know, the I Googled dad thing. I think there were a couple, I think when my oldest son, for instance, was reading that and he saw I Googled dad, his, you know, heart stopped for a second sure. and he was, oh, she's going to go there. And then the chapter is really about telling your kids age appropriate truth. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily about what was found when he Googled, but it was about the weight he carried because that's the reality of his life. And then the conversation he and I had following um, his admission that he had Googled his dad. Right. It's spring break time. And I know I can't wait for the week off from school and the kids busy schedules. I think actually we're going to have a chill spring break, but we're going to be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach, though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Macy's has an incredible selection of bathing suits, sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. You can find everything you're throwing into your beach bag at Macy's. And if you're trying to dress it up and hit the town on this vacation, then head to Macy's.com to find the cutest summer dresses and the perfect accessories to dress up any look. Plus, you can order online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery. Head on over to Macy's.com. Did you know it's important to take a prenatal multi before you're pregnant? The first 28 days of pregnancy are important in a baby's neural development, so there's really no such thing as too soon to start. And with supplements, less can be more. Many vitamin brands contain excess nutrients that our body doesn't even need. Ritual's Essential for Women is research-stacked and science-backed. So I took Ritual when I was pregnant with Roman, and I loved it so much. It was really easy on my stomach, 
I loved the aftertaste of the, um, they had a lemon or a mint one. And I just really loved the fact that I knew I was getting exactly everything that I needed for the baby and me. It's a prenatal multivitamin made traceable with vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy, like omega-3 DHA to support baby's brain development and choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. Capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach and a citrus essence to make taking your multis actually enjoyable. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash wine. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash wine for 20% off. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. In the beginning of the book, too, I, I I love that you you start out by saying, you know, it's obviously the book that you never wanted to to write or um, to have, and then same for the people that you know pick it up. But you go to first to the first thing I want you to hear is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for your heartache, I'm sorry for your shattered dreams, I'm sorry you're putting the pieces of your life back together. And I remember talking to Lisa Turkhurst about that, you know, just women in our situation, like normally or in a lot of you know hurtful situations, you don't really get the apology you ever want um or deserve or and so you know we had we had i believe discussed that too and i'm curious how many years has it been now since your divorce six and a half six and a half years wow, wow. yeah we wow. were separated a year before okay um but yeah six and a half years so i'm curious have you did you ever receive the sorry that you felt you deserved no mm. <laughs> no, and I don't think I ever will. And um, I'm okay with that. Because I, I, I definitely know, you know, the route that I, how I got mine for myself. But like, how did you, um, yeah, how'd you, how'd you walk through that? Yeah. Um, I think forgiveness is a process. And sometimes I think we jump to forgiveness too quickly. Um, and then I also think, you know, Jana, you know, this in sharing kids, it's like, I have forgiven for a lot of the stuff, but there are still issues that pop up that I have to continually work through the forgiveness process with. So for me, a lot of that was my own healing journey of being able to, you know, I remember one of the things I did, I was actually at onsite doing the living centered program. Such a good program. Oh my gosh, it's excellent. One mm-hmm. of the things I did was I wrote down everything that he had done that hurt me, um, you know, all the way down to like using my miscarriage as an illustration in a book and not telling me until I read it, you know, like details of our life that were really hard for me to navigate. And I wrote it all down. I had a couple of pages. Um, I had a friend there that I was close to, and I just said, I need to read these out loud. So, um, he met me outside by the fire pit. I went through and I read every single offense out loud. Um, and then after I tore it up and burned it, it just allowed me to be able to release a lot of that 
anger and frustration and disappointment Mm -hmm. that I had been carrying so I could get to a point of being able to extend forgiveness, even though I'd never received an apology. Mm -hmm. Did he know that you were writing this book? Um, He has referenced it a few times in communication, but not specific. So you didn't, you didn't tell him like before, like, Hey, I have a book coming out. Okay. Nope. I've always wondered like how to, like how certain people approach it. Cause I, when I was talking to my legal, my legal team at HarperCollins, I was like, you know, legally, does he get a read or like, cause it, yeah, they go through legal passes and everything. And, you know, for me, I was like, I, I, I ended up just going, I just want you to know, I I do have a book coming out. Um, And what I said to him, I was like, it's not about you. Like, it's truly about my journey. Yes, my our stories are in there. Kind of like how, what you've put in here, like your stories, but it's about your growth and your healing. And that's what I was, you know, trying to convey. But I think, you know, it's it's just, it's tough. Cause I'm like, do you want to read it like beforehand? Or I'm like, nothing, I'm not going to ch- change any, you know, I'm like, it's yeah, I'm just trying I was to like, trust me, I've left a lot out, you know, I'm like, because yeah. I'm like, it's really me. not about. You, <laughs> <think> <laughs> you can thank me later. Exactly. But it's like, it's protection for the kids, you know, and that's, right. you know, sure. so I, that's, I get why you left certain things out. Yeah. But you know, um, yeah, the, the sorry piece, I was just curious if he ended up coming back, but that that tracks. Well, here's my question with that, and I, I keep taking it kind of back to the kids. And a lot of it, I think, is because my parents got divorced when I was older, and I didn't know anything. Um, and so I went through, you know, my mom was kind of the one that left the house. It was the one that I'm leaving. So I just went through this assumption that she did X, Y, and Z, and we're not going to have a relationship. I want nothing to do with her. How do you handle that with the boy? Like, how is their relationship with their father with knowing what they know? And like, how do, how do you help handle that situation? Yeah, I um, honestly stay out of their relationship with their dad unless mm-hmm. they come to me with something. Gotcha. Um, my kids at this point are 22, 19 and 17. Sure. So I have two going to college, one in high school. Um, and it got a lot easier when they could drive themselves on the weekends that they go there. Um, you know, I have the kids the majority of the time, it's like a 70, 30 split. Um, so they're with me the majority of the time. Mm -hmm. So I really am the one who steps in and I do all the doctor's appointments and and the parenting, you know, stuff. Um, but as far as their relationship, if they want to come to me to talk about something, I am open to allowing them to be a play, allowing myself to be a place that they can vent. And one of the things I try to do, Catherine, is definitely affirm what they're feeling Mm -hmm. so that they learn to trust their gut. Um, I think one of Mm -hmm. the things that kept me so locked in to the marriage and the dysfunction and the unhealth of that marriage is I was married to someone who was a pastor of a super successful church, one of the fastest growing churches in the nation. And everyone in my life told me how amazing he was. Everyone was telling me how awesome, you know, his messages were, how they changed their life, all of that kind of stuff. Um, The staff loved working with him. So I almost adopted this uh, mentality of, I guess I'm the problem. If the person Mm -hmm. that I see on stage and the person in my home are not the same person, then I, and everyone's telling me he's amazing, then I guess I'm the problem. Um, 
because when I had those intuitions, no one was affirming those for me. So therefore, I felt like I couldn't trust myself. I couldn't trust my gut. I couldn't trust, um, you know, my women's intuition because it went against everything that everyone else was telling me. So when my kids come to me and they want to have a discussion, um, I end up having that discussion with them and I affirm the truth of the situation. I affirm the reality. I'm not going to talk terribly about their dad um, because I know that's not healthy for them. Mm -hmm. I'm also, you know, I try when I'm communicating with him, I separate like, am I responding to my kid's father or am I responding to my ex-husband? I can be a lot more grace filled and kind when I'm responding to my kid's father than I can when I'm responding to my ex-husband. So I think when kids come to parents with questions and they say, you know, something to the effect of like, it's like he, he is always lying. I, I don't think a mother should ever say back, your dad's a liar. She can affirm your dad is incapable of telling the truth. So I know that's really hard for you to be able to have conversation with him. Now, it's the mm -hmm. same reality. It's mm -hmm. just saying it in a gentle way and also affirming what they're realizing the truth of the situation is. Yeah, you basically That's said in the book, yeah, he, he was saying like, your dad is a liar. One approach you could take to affirm their feelings and then saying your dad has an inability to tell the truth. So it's the same information, different mm -hmm. delivery. Yeah. Um, it affirms that your child is experiencing but doesn't use harsh language. And I, again, I've just, we've talked about it before on here, but like I know someone that's dealing with that parent, you know, just that toxic, um, you know, talking bad about the other parent to the kid and the kid just has so much anxiety and is just like filled with it. And it's like, oh God, and, you know, this person's calling and like, you know, it, it's like, oh, I, I hate that. Cause I'm like, I don't want anyone to feel that anxiety or have the other parent. And my mom, when my parents got divorced, my mom was like, this is my relationship with you. Your dad has to make your own, his own relationship with you. And yes. so my dad would, you know, call and be like, well, tell the kids they need to see me. And she's like, I, I, mm. I don't need to tell the kids if they want to see you, they're going to come see you. And I was at the age where I knew of things going on. So I'm like, I didn't want to see him. And that was my choice. And there was his relationship to mend, not hers. She's like, I didn't cause this. Yes. I don't have to mend y'all's relationship. It is yours to mend. And that's something that I always remembered, like even now in this situation where, I mean, obviously, you know, I have Disney told the story to my kids, like why we aren't together. I'm like, well, we're just better off as friends, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's my like Disney PG. Yeah. But, you know, one day when she yeah, asks and wants eight. to have the conversation and age appropriate, I'll be like, you know, what, what do you, you know? And there, again, there's certain things I will not tell them just mm -hmm. because I don't ever want them to have that version of their dad because I yes. think by that time, hopefully they'll, they'll, they won't even need to ask because they'll have the version that they know. Yeah. For sure. For yeah. Sure. It's just such a good point because it's, it's such a happy medium because, you know, my parents did, my dad didn't do that, but I would have loved to have been affirmed with, mm -hmm. I know that your, you know, your father is incapable, you know? So it's just, it's just so fascinating to me because I think it's just really important for people to hear, you know, both versions of how you should act on both sides of it as a parent and how to be honest but not bash like that's I, that's got to be a really hard I I don't envy y'all for that because that's got to be very hard but so important well and it's interesting too when you go back to what you said about when you're on the phone and I, I do the same thing I'm like okay when I'm talking to him it's like I have to stay in my you are the father of my children yes. you are not my ex-husband but it's hard because something came up a couple weeks ago where we both just got activated with our past stuff and I'm like 
I don't care how many years removed we are, these triggers are still there and they they still affect me the same way no, no matter how much therapy or whatever. And we both were just like, and we had to, we're like, all right, we're in our old marriage and we need to hang up because this is so not healthy. Yes. Um, yeah, and it's, it, but it's hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah. hard. Yes. Um, but yeah, when you can look at it just like as, you know, the father, I'm like, well, you're not bad. But then I'm like, ooh, when I think of you, but then sometimes when I think about that, I'm like, wait a minute, I can't trust you. Don't right. don't let you in. So it's like a weird yeah. line. Well, and yeah. keeping that in mind as your kids get older and they have relationships with them. And if things come up where they feel like they're not, I'm not saying that will happen, but if sure. things come up where they feel like he's not being honest with them or whatever, and then how you handle that. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, well, well welcome to, to my life. I'd, I'd be like, well, you know. <laughs> that's you what know, I want to say. That's, that's, what, that's <laughs> what I wouldn't have said. Well, yeah. welcome to seven years of my life, yeah. kid. Um, no, I would obviously be like, yeah. you know, sometimes it's maybe hard for people because of their own past. Yes. You know? For, <laughs> for sure. sure. Um, when did you actually start writing uh, Better Than Okay? Yeah, I started writing it um, last year in 2022, the beginning of the year, um, and then wrapped it up in July of 2022. So, you know, it went to the publisher then and went through Mm -hmm. lots of rounds of edits, as you know, and came out this July. Okay. And I know a lot can change to, you know, even in a year. So is there something that you wish you would have added or something that like you kind of know now that it's not in the book? Um. Yeah, I do think there are some places I wish I might have expanded a little bit more. I think um, I think I would have maybe, and maybe it's the next book, Jana, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just talk about how to settle in and really get to know yourself again. That is definitely identity as a big part of the book. But I just think so many women struggle with that, even if it's not divorce, it's, you know, they're taking care of kids or, you know, they have jobs and their identity is wrapped up in what they do rather than who they are. Um, maybe d- digging into that a little bit more. I feel like, um, you know, I've, I've only had one like serious relationship in the last six and a half years and, and I'm single again. So it's just almost like navigating a second breakup. Um, post-divorce navigating a breakup is different than what it was when I, you know, my divorce happened. So I think just like figuring out and being solid in who you are and what you want out of your life um, and taking steps to move toward that, um, I would probably expand on a little bit more. That makes sense. It's spring break time, and I know I can't wait for the week off from school and the kids' busy schedules. I think actually we're going to have a chill spring break, but we're going to be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach, though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Macy's has an incredible selection of bathing suits, sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. You can find everything you're throwing into your beach bag at Macy's. And if you're trying to dress it up and hit the town on this vacation, then head to Macy's.com to find the cutest summer dresses and the perfect accessories to dress up any look. Plus, you can order online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery. Head on over to Macy's.com. 
This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. My closet was chaotic, crammed with a bunch of clothes, but nothing to wear. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next. And I stayed on budget. Oh, I love Quince so much. Listen, they've got cashmere sweaters and matching sweats and they are so comfy. I have now two cashmere sweaters um, and I just got the matching sweats because that's how cozy they are. And the quality of them is incredible. Cannot say enough about Quince. Quince has incredible and affordable items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for only $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Jana for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Jana to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Jana. So, I mean, obviously I knew about your relationship because we we've you know we we do we touch base yes and my heart my I was so upset when you when you said that you know you guys broke up but I also I'm still so excited for you because I know that you know your your great love is out there and you know you've done all this work and do you believe that or did you kind of get to the place where you're like you feel defeated again um I think initially I felt defeated again I think um you know it's life is just such a journey of learning. And I had a lot of sadness in regards to that breakup. And it took me a little while to accept that sadness of like, yeah, I'm sad. I don't have that partner that I wanted. And, and to be honest, I'm ready for that relationship. I'm ready, you know, to have someone who I partner with in life and I share life with. Um, So yeah, that was definitely hard. And there's a lot of sadness to dig through. I think I didn't expect to be Uh, My therapist said to me, when you go through grief, it's like you're swimming in a pool of all of your grief rather than just the grief attached to that situation. So navigating that and finding um, maybe the parameters of am I grieving this person? Am I grieving the fact that I'm single again? And just being able to identify that was huge. I think one of the approaches I've realized is I've spent the summer kind of just evaluating and journaling and processing is that, you know, there is a longing in my heart to be connected with someone in a romantic way, again, to be in a permanent relationship. And I believe 
the way I'm wired, God created me to desire connection. He created all of us for connection. Um, and I'm highly relational. And yeah, I think that's a longing he placed in my heart. I think it's something that he wants for me as well. Um, and the timing, I get a little impatient on. But yeah, I do believe that that will be part of my story is having someone that I share life with again. And and I think for me, I want that for me. And then, you know, a benefit of that would be my kids getting to see a healthy relationship modeled for them. Um, so I would love for my kids to have that reality that they get to experience as well. Yeah, because I can imagine it's, you know, when the other partner moves on and starts a family, it's like it's you got to have almost like whiplash. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what my ex is thinking, but I'm like, again, he didn't want to be in our marriage. So yeah. I don't think they, but I think if I wanted to mm. be in the marriage and he was, I would, I just, I, I think I would, my head would just be spinning. Yeah. And, you know, Jana, I will say this. By the time I filed for divorce, I did not want to be in that marriage. Well, because you know? it's something you said in the book too. And I just want to go back to that because I was like, man, that is, you know, that that's a big saying is you said you've never missed him, but you just felt lonely. Yeah. And I'm like, is that like not one moment? Did you miss like even the idea of it or the like, not none of it? having a partner, I think I missed, you know, I, I've missed it probably the most in parenting. I talk in the loneliness sure. chapter of one of the places I still experience loneliness is when one of our kids does something major. And I just don't have that person to look at and say like, man, he's a really great kid. And I'm so proud of him. I don't have that shared experience with someone. Now my, I have friends who show up and family members who show up and my in-laws are still part of my life. I call them my outlaws. They're still, (laughs) um, but I just don't, you know, have that person to be able to say like, man, he's a really great kid. And I do still feel loneliness there, but as far, by the time I got to filing for divorce, so much had been uncovered over my 20 years of marriage. Um, that no, I did not want that relationship anymore. I think at that point I had, you know, he had been out of my bedroom for a year. He'd been out of the house for six months. Um, I realized in a lot of ways it was easier with him mm-hmm. gone. Um, I function, he traveled a lot with work anyway, and the kids and I kind of had our own rhythm. And, and when I removed the person who caused me to walk on eggshells and always, you know, doubt myself and um, really, you know, was harmful for my self-confidence. When that person was removed from my home, I felt so much relief that I was really as devastated as I was. And I definitely grieved the loss of the dreams I had for my family unit. And then I grieved the loss of the dreams that I had for myself in a marriage with him, but I didn't miss him. Right. So I felt like God really healed my heart quickly in relationship to him. I grieved the loss of being part of the church for a really long time. Yeah. Um, I was was wondering how your relationship with God changed after that. I mean, you know, being married to the, you know, main pastor and, um, when that was your church family. And yeah, it's like, were you kind of like, God, what it's, you know, uh, yeah. did you not go to church for a while? Were you angry? Like, were you angry yeah. at him? Like, yeah. what was your yeah, kind of process I, with that? I totally was. I was angry at him. I was frustrated. I had watched him, um, you know, restore a ton of marriages 
um, just because we were in ministry and we had a front row seat to watching the way God worked in people's lives. I had friends whose marriages had been restored from, you know, similar um, situations. So, yeah, I just really believed um, that God was going to show up and and heal our marriage and heal both of us. I think in the process of that, what I realized is that God wanted to heal me. So how and God wanted to restore me um, and redemption was found. It was found in the way that I chose to live my life post-divorce. But yeah, I showed up to God with all of that frustration and anger and bitterness and like, what are you talking about? I have spent 20 years serving you. My entire adult life has been, you know, forwarding the mission of your church. And this is going to be what I get in return and asking the why questions and fighting about that. This isn't fair and all of that kind of stuff. I think, you know, for me, it was really interesting. What I realized was in parenting, we talk a lot about attachment and how attachment then moves into your relationship, whether you have secure attachment or anxious attachment, avoidant attachment. And I think walking through that divorce, when my life went from being surrounded by thousands of people all the time, mm-hmm. and it shrunk to, I had three people and my therapist I talked to on a regular basis. I spent a lot of time talking to God and yelling at God and questioning God. And it allowed me to create a secure attachment in my relationship with God in a way that I didn't Mm. expect because he stayed through all of the, you know, cussing and yelling and crying and screaming and questioning and anger and continue to show up and Mm. remind me that he loved me and he was going to take care of me. Um, And that wasn't easy to, you know, have to show up that way, but I didn't have anyone else that I could yell and scream at. I I felt like I didn't have anyone else I could yell and scream at because I really kind of isolated myself out of shame of the situation that was happening. Yeah. Um, it's something you said earlier, he had said like, you know, I never really loved you anyways. And there was actually a moment in my book I wrote about that where he said, you know, I never really loved you. And I kind of know, I know my take on why I think they say that, but how did you kind of rest with that knowing that's not the truth? It's just, I look at it as, yeah, as like, it's, he didn't maybe love himself or, because for a while I was like, you didn't love me? Like, (laughs) that's all a lie? (laughs) Well, it's hard because- It's hurtful to hear though. I know a lot of women have probably heard that. So that's why I'm like, what is your- you know, take on it. It's so interesting. I was working with a coaching client yesterday and she said, I don't understand. He rewrote our entire history and yeah, that's what ends up happening. And my take is they do it to relieve some of the guilt that they're feeling with the decisions and the choices they're making. They're trying to rewrite history. They're trying to um, take away some of the pain that they're feeling because they realize that they're causing other people pain. So they rewrite that narrative and create their own in order to justify those choices and decisions that are causing pain. What's your take on it, Jana? Tell me. I mean, that's, yeah, that's 1000%. That should be your take. Yeah, that is my take. It is everyone's take now. Yeah. (laughs) They don't want to carry that shame and the sadness and the, you know, so they just want to keep on hurting and yeah, rewriting. I, I always looked at it as like a mirror. Well, you don't love yourself. Yeah, well, you're going to say probably some truth to that, yeah. too. So we can mold, but I mm-hmm. like that. And they might just be trying to hurt you in the moment as well. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, though, like in the, you know, the I think this is your son was saying, he goes, um, 
he was sending you text messages and you said the text that stood out the most was um, one that said, I agree, I wouldn't change our lives for anything. Mm-hmm. And it, that made me like get teary because I'm like, you've done so much for your kids and this isn't the life that you wanted, but you've created a safe place for them. And I just think that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that was a super special moment. I was speaking um, and in the course of my message, I was talking about how this is not the story I wanted for myself. It's not the story I wanted for my kids. But at this point, I wouldn't change our lives for anything. We we have created this really great family unit where nothing is missing. Um, and, and, and I was just expounding on that. And when I went to the green room after, there was a series of texts and it was really sweet. He was like, oh, I like your outfit. And that joke was funny. The audience laughed. But then he got to that point where he said, I couldn't agree more. I wouldn't change our lives for anything. And that was the point that I was like, okay, we have redefined family um, and redefined our family unit to where, yeah, there's nothing missing. The four of us are a complete family um, and we show up for one another and we love each other really well. I love love that. that. Brandy, I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy for you. And I'm, you know, I want everyone to go get your book better than okay. Finding hope and healing after your marriage ends. And then uh, what else are you, so you said you're coaching people. So you're, yes. That's what yep. you, you've been doing for that for a long time. I've been doing that for a long time. That's my So where can our myself. listeners find you then? Um, lovebrandywilson.com, Brandy with an I. Um, and then that's my website. And then on Instagram, I'm lovebrandywilson as well. So. Well, thank you for coming yeah. on. Thanks for having me. I miss you. And let's get together soon, please. Once once school starts back up. <laughs> Girls yeah. night. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Sarah wants to see you too. Sarah Bryce says yes, hi. And Kristen Bryce. They all say all, hi. Everybody yeah. loves Brandy. <laughs> everybody loves Brandy. <laughs> um, I love it. But um, yeah, let's, I'll, I'll text you on the side and we'll, yeah, we'll figure something out. Great. It's great to see both okay. of you. Thank you so much for you having me. You too. Amazing book. Seriously. It's so good. It's just, I, I feel everything yours. that you write. It's just honest and um, it, it feels to me, it's like, I know you wrote this, you know, yeah. it comes from your voice, which I love. Thank so you. I Thank love you. it. All right. Bye, Brandy. Thanks. Bye, Brandy. Bye. She's such a beautiful human. I love her. I'm so happy for her. I was, I gotta tell you that when she sent me the text that her and her boyfriend broke up, I was like, no, cause no. I just was like, they were dating for I, I, definitely over a year. And like how soon ago did they break up? Like a couple months ago. Mm. I know. But again, it's not like it's all I'm I was also like, but yay, because right, you're absolutely. gonna find and yeah. it's you know, and she's happy. Like she's happier. And she knows what she wants, you know. Yeah. She knows yeah. I know it's not all about relationships, but you know, when someone's like ready and wants that, sure. like that's where it's like, right. Yeah. Well, and that's what I she was saying. Her. She is ready. Like yeah. she is ready for that companion. Maybe she should go on the no. <laughs> I don't know what you were going to say, but probably well, not. I was, I was like thinking like an app or something we can, you know. That could be a fun girls night. I know. Be like, Brandy, let's just like, let's get her on Hinge or something. Or, oh, or just start like, oh, you know what we should do? Because, you know, I met my love on Instagram. We should just <laughs> flat into slide like, into guys DMs. DMs. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to think. I'm like, what? <laughs> what person can we ho- hook her up with? But that'll be our homework. We'll think about that. Anyways, see you later. Bye.
Discover the rich, smooth taste of matcha love made with real Japanese matcha, perfect for hot or cold brewing. Matcha is rich in vitamin C, catechins, EGCGs, and L-thionine. Enjoy a delicious matcha latte or smoothie with this convenient green tea powder made from Japan's treasured matcha, finely milled from high-quality green tea leaves. Get 25% off all matcha love products on Itoen using code JANA. That's code J-A-N-A at I-T-O-E-N dot com. Available on Amazon and Itoen dot com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a straight-talk wireless extended silver unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.